So I don't know if you had anything specific you wanted to talk about, but I have a question for you because Shoot. Monday is garbage day. No, at it's our, not. It, it's not? Oh, Tuesday is garbage day. It's okay, a holiday. Well, garbage day is coming up. And since we're neighbors, I do see how many garbage bags you put out. And, and uh, yes, you I, go I, through I, my I, trash. I, I don't go through your trash, although now I'm quite interested to know what's in your trash. But no, my question is because I face this um, on a regular basis, I think we are producing too much trash in the household and we recycle, we compost. Uh, and you must see all the garbage I put out every week. So I I'll am consistent from or every second week. Every second week, I have five full black bags of garbage, four full recycling bags. I use the blue, big blue recycling bags and an entire thing of compost every two weeks. What the hell are we doing that you're not doing? Like you're only putting out like one black bag of garbage and a couple of recycling bins and your compost and you're a family <laughs> of four you have a dog i don't am i, I mean, catching you off guard with this topic no i mean i just i can't definitively give you an answer i don't know what i'm doing relative to how other people are doing i mean we compost everything from paper toilet rolls and egg cartons and uh, paper towel to leftover food, food. yeah um, so anything that's compostable we do so that thing's always full. Um, and we recycle everything we can recycle. What do you do for compost in the house? So like um, the or the uh, region provides... We have a little, little one under the sink with, with a bag. Yeah. And uh, so we fill that up. and we Don't leave you find those a pain in the ass? No. You don't? We leave the lid open. Yeah. Uh, if you leave it closed, it gets stinky. Oh, it gets... It needs well, to breathe. Well, it still smells the same. Just when the lid's open, it's going all over your house. But yeah. No, we okay. leave the lid open because yeah. then it, I think it allows it to dry out so it doesn't smell the same. But if you leave it closed, it gets mildewy and, and mildewy. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so we fill that up. Once the bag's full, we just tie the bag, toss it in the big bin. You don't find you get stuff overflowing or things kind of because those bags are shit. No, we right? found good ones. Yeah. The no-name no. brand. White no Box, I don't know what it is. Alicia Bison. But and we went through a stage where we were trying to find them, and the ones that we were getting initially, they would break all the time. So that's the worst. You take out this big bag, uh, or not big bag, but a little bag of that's full of nastiness, and you pull it out, the bottom rips off, and all the shit goes all over the floor. It's yeah, the no, worst it's thing It's happened to everybody, ever. that compost. So we kept going, trying different brands. We found one. I don't remember what it's called, but it's, I think it's just like compliments or something. No name. Interesting. I'll have to ask her. Yeah. And it, I've never had a problem with it. I'm still curious how with a family of four plus a dog and you just stay down to one bag of garbage every two weeks. What are you putting in the garbage? I, mean, you have two I don't kids. know. You have two kids with diapers. I have one. But that's. That doesn't even include the diaper bags. The diaper bags are going in its own. Because the diaper, the, the diaper bags have to be clear you can't throw know. the diapers in the garbage are you throwing your diapers in the garbage and you're still down to one bag yeah diapers go in the garbage diapers don't have to go in the garbage diapers you're into, it's an allowable like uh separate separate so if you need the right. excess oh, that's space what, yeah you put the diaper tag you can on get it. diaper tag and get diaper bags so you are putting mckenna's diapers in the 
garbage. Yeah. And you're still only one or two one bags. One or two bags. Did you know you can... Every two weeks. Yeah. In Toronto, diapers are allowed to go to compost. Really? Mm-hmm. Do they have to be special diapers or any diapers? Any diaper. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder how any diaper can be compostable. Yeah, don't know. But um, I thought that was interesting. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. So if I was a new home builder, a, a home builder, I would be creating some kind of, like people have to have this problem. Better management for garbage, recycling, and compost. Space for it. Nobody's doing it. Like, why? It's yeah. the simplest things. Yeah, it encourages proper use of it, too. Those little compost things that they give you are a piece of shit. Like, they hold a day's worth of compost stuff, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. You, then you have to find a bag that actually... Well, you know how in buildings they'll have your um, garbage, garbage room, chute? Yeah. and you have the garbage chute, and you've usually got a button for garbage, a button for recycling, a button for compost. They should implement that into houses. It would encourage people to recycle and compost. And then you'd have a little designated area for it all. You know, it would be cool if it was built into, it was recessed in the wall into your garage. Yeah. So you kind of just shoot it right into a bin. And then you just roll out the bin on on garbage day. Yeah. We should invent something like that. Would any, would any... It would have to, you couldn't retrofit that very well. Why not? Well, you could, but the garage space is probably going to occupy prime real estate where a car would go. Maybe. So if you designed houses around these concepts, listen up builders, uh, it would be a unique selling feature. It would appeal to the current you know, demographic that's you know, younger people that are more cons- conscious of environmental issues. It'd be good. I think that's big right now. We're seeing a lot of builders build around, including green products. Uh, there's a couple of um, condo buildings here in Milton. Condos you see it, but houses I don't really see it. Yeah, it is becoming more um, identifiable that it's a need. And I think builders are trying to get more of that involved. But They should make communities that are off the grid. Everybody pays into a condo fee. Same idea as a building, I suppose. And include what? Um, Well, I don't know. Everything. Waste management, electricity, completely independent, self-sustained community. So like Sims in real life. Yeah. So here's um, something else I wanted to talk about. Um, our property on Edenwood, which was listed for a million dollars, sold for a million thirty-seven thousand, I believe, thirty-eight thousand, and did so after being on the market for three weeks. Thirty, almost, almost. Um, yeah, it was just a few days shy of a month. So. Um, I find that really interesting because when you price that home, there were no homes in the neighborhood that have sold anywhere close to that valuation recently. It stays on the market for three, four weeks, and we're like, whoa, what, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it ends up selling for $38,000 over asking. So um, I think people are always curious when that happens. Um, I don't even know how it happened. Can you? 
while they had um, they had sixty showings. Those are designated appointments that were booked. About sixty, not including open houses. Not including open houses. I think we had six or seven open houses there. Yeah, uh, so tons of traffic, and I think it's a market now where people don't feel the sense of urgency to you know when you find a house, you don't feel the need to jump on it immediately because, generally speaking, houses aren't flying off the shelf. Um, so what happens is people are looking at houses. And they might be making a short list and they want to get it to see some more before making a decision. But boom, all of a sudden, one of those houses that they really liked has an offer. And um, are you watching this? Yeah. I'm Ariel, as soon as I go to talk, he always resorts to looking at his phone. Hey, motherfucker. Gary V, who you watch all the time, half of the time that he's interviewing anybody or talking to anybody <laughs> on his podcast, the guy's on his phone because other shit happens while your sorry ass story is going on. Sorry if I offended you. Um, and for the 32 <laughs> seconds that I check my phone in this fucking half an hour podcast, you can deal with it. I'm going to start doing some paperwork now. Uh, anyway, so then an offer comes in on one of those properties that they liked uh, or loved, whatever, but they didn't want to jump on right away. And the listing agent, hopefully, uh, well, this is what we do, is we call everybody that's been through. By the way, when I check my phone like that, people out there should know Why it's so because... Why are you I'm not mad at you. It's because I want to make sure our clients are getting good attention and care. So if somebody has something going on right now, which just happens to be while we're shooting our podcast, I am still taking care of you while this guy keeps speaking. Bullshit. I saw you had Instagram open. It was Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and that, that so that's how you generate multiple offers in this market is there's 60 people that have been through the house nobody's ready to pull the trigger they need some sort of motivation to make that decision so when they get that call and they find out there's an offer registered on the home it's like shit I should have acted earlier or okay well this is my only chance so now I'm gonna put an offer on it but I think also where you where you won in this transaction is where a lot of realtors fail in that you got the first offer because you were telling us this story last week when it sold um, when you got the first offer you had the list of everybody that had any interest anybody that showed the property whatever and you literally called everybody to try and gather up some more business some mm -hmm. more offers uh, which resulted in how many offers did you get two or three 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 offers on it where Plus a lot of realtors before that all happened. Uh, well. A lot of realtors would have taken that offer and worked with that offer and not taken the time. It's happened to us before where we tried to put an offer in on a property and they say, Oh, sorry, it it sold. And what do you mean it sold? We showed it last night. Oh yeah, we got an offer this morning and accepted it. Well, why didn't you call me and try and get multiple offers? So you took that extra step and it it made the sellers thirty eight extra thousand dollars. So mm -hmm. um, they gotta be happy. Yeah, and something else that's good to know is, um, and not all properties you can do this with, but certain homes are going to appeal to certain demographic more than another. Um, so in this particular home, um, there was a lot of talk about how the feng shui was off. So everyone said, oh, you're not going to have many Chinese looking at the house because of that. Um, and so I spoke with a few people that came through, and you know, sure enough, it was... Uh, accurate and certain things about the house that we just couldn't change that's just Hang what it second. was did a chinese buyer end up buying the house no oh. i was curious because three and eight are very lucky numbers for chinese people 
What does it have to do with the house? Because that's what it's sold oh, for. Oh, 38, right. right. Um, and then all the South Asians that were looking at the house, all their realtors were calling and asking about if you could add a separate entrance. And it could be done, but it's not practical for a house where the staircase is in the center of the home. Right. Right? So all of, the, all of them were saying, oh, well, now I have to negotiate a price so that I can afford to install a stairwell and excavate the backyard. Um, so we knew for a lot of those buyers who wanted the family to move in with them or wanted the ability to rent it out separately and have that separate independent access to the basement, it wasn't the ideal property. But for this other couple, uh, just a family that just wanted to live there, it was ideal. It was exactly what they were looking for. There and are they are actually the same demographic as the current owners. There are a lot of people um, of all nationalities and um, descents that they are now, based on affordability, there are a lot of people that are looking to add rentable space mm -hmm. in the home. And, and I get it. Absolutely. But you see people doing the stupidest things now, like digging huge trenches in the backyard to add 15 steps down to a door so you can get into the basement. Oh, I've seen. And then packing like 12 people down there. Like, this is not legal, folks. Remember like, that house? There's a house down the street from us where they had a double car garage and they cut it in half. Oh, my God. It's such and an eyesore, it too. It is. And so one side is now a single garage and the other side is a separate man door. Yeah. How much do you think that decreased the value of that property? So they went from a double car garage corner lot to a single. To a single an garage, ugly fucking door. It is the ugliest thing, and we got to stare at it. And every it's a day. corner lot, so it's still it's you can see it from everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, immediately they've lost two thirds of the audience when they sell. Right. At least because it's now just a single car garage, and it's ugly. Yeah. Absolutely. But they may have people interested because now the basement provides income it's, it's not yeah it, it, maybe that house now becomes affordable for them versus not so do you take the nice corner lot with the finished basement providing income and an ugly single car garage at the loss of a garage i would say it's probably not worth it there's usually better ways to accommodate an entrance to the yeah basement. you buy a fucking house where you can get a proper side entrance right but now you're starting to see builders that offer that so i think uh, great golf does it? I've seen a few of theirs where they actually have the a proper elevation proper for it. Yeah. basement access. So, and with affordability being an issue, it's a big factor because you can rent out a nice basement apartment for a thousand to maybe fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, somewhere the in that range. Twelve hundred so. bucks seems to be the average. Yeah, and twelve hundred twelve hundred dollars a month equates to I don't know right now maybe a few hundred bucks. Yeah, a few hundred thousand. Yeah, two hundred and change thousand dollars so you know do you buy a five hundred thousand dollar house or do you buy a seven hundred thousand dollar house where the basement is paying for that extra two hundred thousand bigger home bigger mm -hmm. lot better location it's a lot of variables to consider with that but you got to do it right yes and you got to do it <coughs> with permits and bylaws fo follow the bylaws well most basement apartments aren't legal so that's something to be aware of a lot of them are not mm-hmm how does that work if the basement is not legal? Do the tenants 
what are the tenants' rights within the Residential Tenancies Act? To stay there? In its entirety. If the basement is not legal, what areas of the Residential Tenancies Act still applies, and does it apply to tenant and landlord? The landlord's already broken the rule that the... I would think, because tenants have the majority of the rights, I would think this is something we should look into. It's interesting. I would think that the tenant has the right to stay there and the landlord would be obligated to make it legal if that meant, if possible. I would assume in most cases that would mean uh, excavating windows and making them larger, which people do, proper egress, etc. I think in some municipalities you also have to have certain um, separate facilities within that area. I'm yeah. not sure about, you know, laundry wouldn't be one, but um, you certainly need your separate accesses. And Well, there's something weird in the bylaws in town here, where if the home is less than five years old, I think you actually have to have separate furnace, separate HVAC. If, if it's, it's a multi, multi-dwelling, you probably do now. Yeah. Yeah. But once it's more than five years old, then it doesn't. But we should probably dig into this a bit more because there are a lot of people, especially in Halton region now, renting their basements, and the basement is not a legal rentable space, unless you're renting a room, like an Airbnb kind of thing. But if you're renting it as an apartment... No, I don't think that would be legal. It's all the same. Well, an Airbnb is a, unless it's a long-term rental, wouldn't classify under the Residential Tenancies Act because you're not True. a tenant. True. You have to get insurance, though. Your insurance would so be So the insurance may not allow it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Curious to hear from anybody that has a basement that they are that they have finished and are renting out and if they've done anything. Speaking of Airbnb, I know somebody that leases condos in Toronto and rents them out on Airbnb without the landlord's knowledge. So they lease the property from the owner and then sublet it? Basically sublet it. Through Airbnb. For short term, yes. Interesting. So they're renting it for a couple grand a month, but they're making five. Wow. They're like the Uber of undercover leases. Illegal leases. We're not allowed to do that. Hey, man, somebody got to make a few bucks. They're finding a way, I guess. But Yeah, but it's crazy. I mean, condos are cutting down. Some condos won't allow you to do Airbnb. But as a tenant, you need permission to do that. For sure. For sure. It depends on what the contract is, I suppose, between... No, Residential Tenancy Act states that the landlord has the right to approve anybody. Right. So you can't do it without their knowledge. They can't, uh, without good reason, they can't deny the right, um, but they have to have a say in it. Airbnb is really throwing curveballs for uh, for all these leases. and. Well, welcome to the world of the internet, Uber, Airbnb. I wonder how much money that guy makes. It's about that. Two grand a month is the cost of the rental. Five grand a month is the money it makes. So $3,000 a month per unit. And the landlord has no idea. No idea. So if you are a landlord in Toronto or anywhere 
and you think you are renting to one person or one family, you should look up on Airbnb or whatever other services there are to see if your property is listed. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, we want to hear about your garbage. How much garbage is your home producing? Is there anything that we can be doing to cut down on our household I garbage? think what we need to do is take your garbage and bags next week and spread them out on the floor and see what you're doing. That's the only way we can offer advice. I am never giving you that insight into my garbage. Then we'll never know. You want to be a garbage picker? I kind of do now. <laughs> yeah, I do. I will strategically bring in a bag for <laughs> you next week. And if you have a basement apartment that you're renting out or are considering it, we want to hear from you. So make sure you comment and like. And if you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do so wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thanks for watching and listening to KT Confidential, episode 13.